0: And welcome to the VS Capital Tech and Transition Energy Podcast on Thursday, 19th of October. Uh, Phil, how are you? Oh, very well, Andrew. I've got a bit of a nasty cold, but we're
1: coming from that. So, yeah, we're good form.
0: I think there's been one going around the office. We keep telling everyone, if you're not at all well, don't come in. Uh, we don't want to spread anything. Zero germs policy. <laughs> um, but I think I know who you probably got it from, and so... Uh, we banished him to Birmingham for a month. Quite right, too. Anyway, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to be negative. i love to be positive. I'm an optimist. Well, oh, my God, these markets are bad and awful. And I mean, there's just everything going wrong at the moment. It is horrendous. There is zero liquidity. You know, everybody's just sitting on cash uh no one wants to play the uk equity markets god it is literally i've been doing this game 40 years now for my sins this is the hardest i've ever known having said that stock price is also probably the cheapest i've ever known now there are some incredible deals to be done of course we're all now price makers rather than price takers you know and where a company needs to raise money it has no choice but to basically take what it's offered uh, which is extraordinary but there you go that's the world. I mean, what what can I tell you that's good news? I mean, inflation is not going back up, but it's not whizzing down, is it? Uh, bloody hell! England are in the last four of the World Rugby World Cup with the only Northern Hemisphere team there. That's good news. Trouble is, we're going to get absolutely smashed on Saturday by South Africa. I mean, they are just leagues ahead of us. Um, as for the rest of the world, I mean, it's pretty frightening. We Believe it or not, some people have forgotten. We've still got a war going on in Ukraine. We've got war in the Middle East. I can't see that getting any better. You've got some pretty weird meetings taking place in China at the moment with President Xi, Vladimir Putin, Orban from Hungary, the Taliban. I mean, God, what a collection all meeting over there. It's really pretty horrific. Have you, have you got any, can you see anything good out there in the world, Phil? Um, yeah despite
1: despite all of the backdrop there yeah there's still some good things happening there's still some half decent news um coming through from
0: from businesses
1: we've not seen we'll we'll
0: come on to that you're right the the business news is not too bad as i say i don't want to be too negative having said that um if we look at a little bit for instance an area that we look at which is a sort of the the ev space a little bit but uh, i think we've seen volta collapse which was actually swedish but most of its business was over in the uk we obviously saw we saw a rival the other day collapse we've seen teller basically collapse uh sciata had a statement today which you might want to talk about which basically said they need more money to keep going um the only one that seems to be standing strong is a quick mate our client which we have been doing roadshows for which actually is going from strength to strength but bloody hell, that's a tough sector. And then on the other end, thing in this whole space, I see that BYD now is zooming ahead, the Chinese car manufa- EV manufacturer. Well, it's cars as well, actually. It does cars and EVs? Tesla perhaps slipping behind a little bit. BYD have overtaken them. Um, got any thoughts on any of that?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was reading about that actually. Well, it's. Well, I guess I mean on the, on the plus side, it says that people are still buy, are buying EVs because there's obviously you know you know the statements from Tesla. There's, you know, there's concerns of consumer spend, and the car is a big ticket item, um, and you know so so maybe wider concerns that spend on electric cars is slow. But BYD is showing that actually, if you've got the right price point, um, no, it's not. I also saw that um, on a BMW. Be an older announcement, but investing 600 million in the plants in the UK um, for electric minis. So that was quite encouraging. And also, I don't know if you saw that uh, Talon-based Skelton Technologies, uh, this is battery tech, have, um, have raised €108 million of in investment uh, from Siemens Financial Services and Marubeni Corporation. And that's to invest in, uh, they've got curved graphene-based battery. Uh, battery technology so investment
0: you know investment coming in yeah as you say it's not all doom and gloom uh, but now look before you get uh, going on on the figures and everything although not, uh, maybe there have been quite a lot I don't know I didn't see that many this week um, I have had a request we love a request all right. um, somebody asked me um, if I talk a little bit about Plexus uh, which really is oil services um, but hey if somebody asked me to talk about something why not I'll talk a bit about it Actually, I do know a little bit about Plexus. Um, I've known it actually for, well, an awful long time. It's been around a long time. Uh, And it was the sort of the brainchild of uh, van der Bilbeek, um, who is the chief executive and major shareholder. Uh, And at one stage, it was a very large company. Unfortunately, that is uh, at one stage. Um, So, I mean, to put it into context, at one stage, I'm just looking back if we go back to the sort of uh, 2014s, uh, 15s, when the oil boom reached its last sort of peak, share price was over 300p. Uh, sadly, today, it's down at 20p. So uh, not quite such a big company. Um, so what do I think about Plexus? Look, the reality is, I think it's fair to say that it looked as though it was heading towards insolvency, um, most of this year it's had a really tough time uh it was basically being funded by chief executive uh mr van der bilk um but then they've just managed to pick up a few deals there's been a few loans they've got themselves off the ground uh and we should have talked about this back in august because you could have picked the stock up for 5p and you'd have seen it shooting up to 30p and thank you very much six times your money in a short phase of time uh, it has now come back, as I say, to 20p. Um, you know what? I'm. I'm. The company is not completely out of the woods yet. Um, to be honest, with you, I think we probably need a bit of a change of, of management. Uh, I believe that the technical director Craig Hendry is the man who needs to be going in and perhaps sorting it out. So that, and by the way, there is nothing to negative about. Um, Than uh, Bilderbeek, Um, you know, he's clearly very. He's invented some very clever stuff, Um, but sometimes a bit of a change in management just gets a company going again. They have got um, some very interesting products, and of course, the oil price being back up again uh, helps it quite a lot. Uh, Unfortunately, the North Sea is still pretty dire, and they are based up in um, Aberdeen, Um, so that's a slight downside for it. I think the answer is about, I mean, look, I'm not the world's expert on this. I haven't looked at it at all. I'm just commenting on sort of thing. Um, if if uh, you manage to get that lovely ride, take some money out so you're in for nothing and run the rest. Would I personally buy the stock today? No, but I haven't done enough research. If I went and did a lot more research, then maybe I would come up with a different answer. So I think that's where I am if that answers the question. If it doesn't answer the question, then email me again. I'll try and do a bit more research maybe. Sorry, i been quite a busy week. I haven't had enough time to do the research I really ought to do, uh, but they do have some very good products. I will, will give them that. And the whole oil services business industry is perking up quite significantly at the moment. So there we go. There's that one. Oh are. Right. That's that's enough for me to get things going. We better. It quite, could be quite a short podcast today, actually, because I don't think there were that many results that really got me excited. Uh, so why don't you start rattling through Phil?
1: Yeah, I will. I'll just just quickly. Um for those of you who are holding US tracker funds, um, one of the larger holdings in there is NVIDIA, uh, which is uh, obviously AI semiconductors, graphic semiconductors for gaming. The um, NVIDIA share price has uh, trebled over, um, over the last year. Um, but the US Department of Commerce has announced further restrictions on AI chips being exported to China. Uh, and there were some specific NVIDIA chips uh, in there and their shares were off about 10% this week but nonetheless, I mean, NVIDIA has been growing uh, quite rapidly but it's very, very widely held. So if you've got US tracker funds, keep an eye on on NVIDIA. Um, Just further on sort of trade restrictions and stuff, ASML, who are Dutch-based, quoted, um, they provide lithography equipment into the semiconductor industry um, and again, have been subject to some restrictions on exports to China, they reported Uh, their third quarter uh, results um, and they were down, bookings were down but overall they're expecting their year to be up by 30% and the bookings are down because the semiconductor industry has been cutting capital expenditure as we know because spend on smartphones and laptops in particular have been weakening uh, but they're expecting stabilisation ahead. Uh, And TSMC who are one of the biggest foundry chip makers in the world, again they've had their results and their profits were down but they're seeing stabilisation in the uh, in the industry, again, impacted by com- uh, computers, smartphones, but seeing a bit of stabilisation ahead and expecting healthy growth into 24. But ASML, TSFC, NVIDIA are companies to watch quite closely because, as I say, a lot of tracker funds uh, will have those companies in their portfolios.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, just on that, Phil, I think we've we spoken in the past, I've given some uh, sort of quotes on how the top seven US stocks are are equivalent of basically every the market cap of God knows how many markets all put together and the comparison with what happened in Japan with property um, sort of 40 years ago. Um, so personally, I, I would be very wary of holding those top seven stocks in the US because they are, I mean, you know, now is the time actually I think to get out of the US and get into markets like the UK small cap market, which is just so out of favour. But you've got to be a long term investor to do that sort of a move. Um, so I'm aware that it's some people would probably feel nervous about it. I'll be honest, you, I have got a bit of exposure. I, I'm in an, uh, an iShare, it's automotives and robotics. I've got, I think most people know the Sanlam AI fund. So these things will own some of these stocks. And I'm sort of saying I'd rather be getting out of it. But I like the thematics of AI, automation, robotics. So I will stay with the funds, but you know, it doesn't really bother me too much because I'm holding them for like 10, 20 years. If I live that long, I might not.
1: (laughs) Andrew, keep using your bike, you will, and playing golf, you'll be
0: fine. Shall we we move on to
1: UK small caps?
0: Yeah, go for it, come on.
1: Right, Um, Ceridian firstly, a company we've uh, talked about a lot in this podcast before. CER is the ticker, they had a trading update. These shares have had a a super run since, and they up threefold since December 2020, benefit of long-term investing here. Um, Cerulean is software for billing and charging, customer relationship management, all in the telecommunications industry. So it's a software company. Uh, they have just reported trading for the first six months. Uh, quote, uh, they've got new records for revenue, adjusted pre-tax profit, uh, well-placed for the second half, point sales pipelines, all very positive. Um, and they signed a £15 million contract with an existing um, customer, and that was that was announced earlier in the year. So um, all very good there. And they said, quote, that they expect the adjusted profit before tax to be meaningfully ahead of consensus market forecasts of £14.3 million. That's all very good. And, and if you're investing in telecoms or looking at the space, obviously it's a good bit of the sector to be in, what they are doing with the software in terms of billing. Uh, because in terms of telecoms infrastructure, it's a far tougher market. Uh, and Nokia have announced that they're cutting up to 14,000 jobs. Uh, that was announced this week, um, and their third-quarter sales were down by 20% year-on-year. So, you know, within sectors, you have to look at particular spaces in the sector and to see where money is being um, being spent. So that that was uh, Cerulean. Um, I don't. I'm sure you might have seen Andrew that uh, Kin and Carter.
0: Yeah, they've been taking another one. Well, every day we have a takeover. That's the only thing that, you know, you want some good news, by the way. Here's the good news. Every day another company gets taken over. So if you own the companies, it's great, isn't it? You get cash. Um, but we're not going to have any stocks left soon. Anyway, there you go. But yes, I did see that's taken over.
1: Yep. So shares were gained by, yeah, 41%. So this is Apex Partners, all cash deal. And it follows, i was just having a quick look. Obviously, Blanco Technology was in August. Uh, that was a cash takeover. Um, that was a USP fund, Francisco Partners, and we had, uh, obviously, Instem uh, was taken private the £200 million deal, but I saw that Instem, so it's software for IT services for life sciences and drug development, uh, and it was acquired by PE group uh, Archimed SAS, Um but they put a statement out uh, this week in STEM, said that since the announcement of the Archimed offer in August, it received approaches from five separate third parties. Uh, made up of sponsors corporate institutions anyway so they uh reviewed those and and those parties have walked away but five separate ones run a rule over it so oh dear
0: you know well the uk market i mean the trouble is this is what's happening actually i mean if you look at the uk market at the moment it's just so bloody cheap um and for an American company in particular, with the way the pound is at the moment, mm. it looks stunningly cheap. I mean, it's like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. Um, just come and buy what you want. The whole of UK pills. I mean, I, well, there are one or two that, 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 that I, I, I know, can't say what, but I can tell you there's a lot more bids still to come as well, which, um, you know, it just we just every day what happens. Anyway, sorry, move on. Come on. Oh, on yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Moving, moving on swiftly. Nanoco. Oh, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. They've finished all that they got, they they got their money, and now they've got to actually build a business. Bloody hell.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, that's the briefest summary I've ever heard, Andrew. You're also a very skilled broker. But yeah. correct, yes. They were in. Um, so it's quantum dot technology, it's for high resolution, it's for dis- displays, uh, but also for medical equipment. And uh, yes, they were being in litigation for a long time with, uh, I think it was Samsung, uh, they won their case um and they received uh 59.2 million pounds the first tranche being used to pay litigation costs i know we're in the wrong industry andrew we should be lawyers um and the second tranche of 58.8 million is due in february 24 which will go into an OCO and will be used as you say to fund the growth of the business no, that was, uh, yeah, that was from uh, from Nanoco, uh, oil services and a really little small company that has been around for a long time. Uh, hard-eyed,
0: oh, yes, uh,
1: Let's see yeah. your
0: view first.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> it, uh, yes, market cap of nine million pounds, uh, in <clears> nanostructured quotings, <throat> uh, for coating uh, allo- super alloys, tools, carbon steels. That's to toughen up metals, basically. Um, And they had a trading update saying they're expecting revenues of 5.5 million. And uh, EBITDA of close to break even, um, which was versus a loss previously of 0.9 million in the prior year. And it's got 0.7 million of cash. So, yeah, very small. Looks like it's on the turn a bit. At least it has some funding in there.
0: Well, uh, yeah, it's interesting because I've actually been to see them. It was quite a long time ago, Mm. that was about five or six years ago, the most annoying thing was I got a speeding ticket on the way to see them as well, just outside Oxford, where they changed the speed limit on a dual carriageway from 50 to 40 and the police were pulling everybody over. They had about 12 police cars and literally every other car was being pulled over, it's the most daft speeding ticket I've ever had in my life, just showed a complete waste of time. By the police, um, but obviously easy money for the police. It was probably coming up to Christmas time, so they needed to top up the Christmas party coffers. Um, that was said in jest, by the way. we do no complaints. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I was sent there by a client actually to go and have a look at it because he was raving on about what a brilliant oh. company it was. And I actually went back to him and I said, "Look, you know, mate, I don't think you're going to make any money from this. It's, it's a small company. It's going to remain a small company. Yeah. No. And to grow, they need so much capital to grow." Um, that you won't get a decent return on your capital and that was the whole and actually i was right in fact the client has since said i was right but he's still telling me i should buy it <laughs> anyway there you go uh, yeah. i i couldn't get excited about it i don't sense that you did so but it's you yeah. know very nice people very nice little cool. company but we still very nice little company well,
1: all right well one one that well I, I hope that uh that does get a little bit more excitement but it's about the gb group uh ah, GB. yes yes gbg is the ticker um, now down at uh, 550 million market cap shares unfortunately were down 24 percent over the year but today are up um, and they had uh, first half results um, and it looks like, so what does GB group do uh, this is software that's used globally um, for identification of individuals so um, you know if you are applying to on an e-commerce website example, cryptocurrency but where your your identity needs to be verified are you the person you say you are you live where you say you do Uh, so they have huge databases on individual identities that they get from, like Equifax Um, so they did very well during the um, sort of the boom in web commerce and crypto uh, during the Covid period and then their business came off um, but anyway, the business sort stabilised. So they're recording first year, uh, first half revenue, sorry, of uh, 132 million versus 134 million in the prior period, and their operating profit has just improved to 23.4 million pounds from 21.9 million pounds. On track to deliver um, the full year expectations. Um, but I did note in here, did make two acquisitions in the states, and it looks like there has been a bit of a write down on the valuation um, of those. Uh, so I think we could hard.
0: do with the bid coming back, couldn't we? Wasn't a bid around just it was over that six fifty p or so, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a bid indeed. Ooh. Because so if you say it's up, you're right. It's up about ten percent today to two yeah. thirty seven. But I'm gonna say, I'd rather have had around the six fifty. And actually, if you look at this. This stock over the last ten years. I know it rose very well actually, because my Mm -hmm. I have it in my mother's IHT fund that I run. So, uh, although I run it on a quant basis, but I bothered to go and look at it a little bit, Um, you know. And it was a it was a a darling of the market, should we say, for the first um, well till about well as you say in COVID, it had a fantastic time. So it sort of peaked around the nine hundred p mark in the middle of twenty one, having come up from you know two hundred p from uh, eight years earlier. Um, but it was a grand old Duke of York, wasn't it? Marched them up the top of the hill and marched them all the way back down again. Um, the bid didn't go through. We'd like that bid back again. So, yeah, look, it's doing a lot of the right things, but we want we want a higher share price.
1: Indeed you do. Yeah, it what, £9 peak? Wow.
0: Now yeah, my mother's not happy. I'll bet she. tell that to the management of the company. Mrs. Mrs. Monk Senior isn't happy. I won't even comment about Mrs. Monk. Full stop. But anyway, I run her pension fund. Oh, Actually, that one's going all right. Good. Anyway, moving on.
1: That is it. That is well, that's it. All right. From me, Andrew, this week. That was a good one to end on, I think.
0: Well, I'm afraid I don't have much to add. I'm afraid either. So. Um, I hope that we'll keep it as a short one. That was a good 20 minutes. I hope people managed to learn a little bit some, something from that. It wasn't just us waffling on. Um, feel free, uh, as you can see, we're happy to uh, look at companies, talk about them. Sorry, I didn't do Terry good job on Plexus there, but um, do message us if you want to, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks. We will. Water chatting there, Andrew. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice.